Howdy, and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we talk all things hunting and introduce you to the most innovative hunting gear and services. Here are your hosts, Jimmy Byrne and Richard Kinchlow. Howdy, folks. Welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Jimmy here, and I'm joined by the Corn Bandit. Richard, what's going on, sir? No, I am no longer Corn Bandit. Oh, you're changing. I am the turkey god. Oh, God. So yeah. you're trying to... Kind of rub it in, I guess. Is what I, I, I'm, I'm Zool. I am a <laughs> nimble little mangst. Uh, <laughs> aim for the flat top. <laughs> uh, I love that movie. No, I, I am. I have reached a new status. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that it's funny. I already have a waddle under my chin, you know. <laughs> and so all I'm trying, my, my chest hair is starting to grow out, but it's becoming kind of elongated like a beard. It's I'm pretty much turning into a turkey. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's yeah, funny. I, I have done that well. <sighs> well, uh, you know, I'm always happy to hear the success of others. I but I have to admit, there is always a piece when, <laughs> you know, know. When, when the thing you love to do the most uh-huh. you know, is like, and I can't be there. And it's not because, um, you know, it's because of... Mainly, I think I think the stupid crap going on, you know. I think where it's prevented us from being able, or me being able to kind of, you know, get some help with the kids for a weekend, you know, this and the other, to allow me to get out there. You know what right. I mean? Um, so I blame it on I blame it on the Corona light for <laughs> giving it the whole world a hangover here. Yeah. So, but the very fact that you're able to get out there. I have lived through you this I, entire turkey season, and it does put a smile on my face <laughs> when I see I, it happen. But I have to admit, I get that one second twinge of like, Aw. oh, I, I <laughs> know, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, no, and I'll I'll tell you it. I, you know, I remember all those seasons where you know you guys were were just pounding them, you know, and I go out there and. I just strike out. I mean, it was like five years in a row. I could guide somebody <laughs> to kill a turkey, no problem. But but as far as myself is concerned, it it just it never would happen. So, 2020 was was uh, my coming of age, and I really God, I I just I, I just couldn't be stopped. You know, it all started, I guess, right at the beginning of April when I I guided my my oldest daughter Abby on on her on her. I'm not gonna use the word epic because I couldn't stand that word. <laughs> on her fantastic, stupendous turkey hunt. And she ended up blasting that bird with the 410, which was just just awesome. So, and we, uh, we, we recorded uh, or recounted yes. that on the podcast. We yeah. recounted her epic hunt on the podcast. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I knew that was So funny. everyone, yeah. Yeah, I encourage everyone to go back and listen to those because they're pretty good. It was kind of like a, it was a, a series, a build-up series. You know, right. it was... Uh, uh, I think what did we start with uh, episode seventy three, where we talked about uh, the new gun that you got, and then yeah. some tips, right? That that, that were learned yeah. through an unsuccessful hunt. That was episode seventy four, and then jump to episode seventy six is where you walk through the actual. I won't use the word epic, but hunt to <laughs> to talk about yeah. ultimate success. That's a, that's a really, really cool little series there. Yeah. Uh, for anyone you know, want to take a, a new hunter out, you know, oh, for sure, for sure. No, I didn't even, 
didn't think about that, but you're right. It really is kind of a, a little series, and, and you get to hear kind of what worked and what didn't. Uh, and, and it's funny, back going into my experiences the past couple of weeks, I mean, I still had I still had some troubles, primarily with my camera and the fact that a freaking turkey can see a, you know, a mouse run at 5 billion yards. So they can see my fat hand on my fat head turning on my fat camera. Uh, we'll, we'll jump, we'll jump into that. So, um, yeah, you know, so I, I guess the weekend after Abby had shot her, her bird, you know, she was kind of, she was kind of done. I said, okay, well, you know, it's, it's daddy's turn to, to wreck Tom's day. So, uh, I end up going to an area where, uh, it, it is near a feeder, but we've got a lot of turkeys work in that area. Always have, uh, and and really, it's kind of hunting along a power line easement. And I found a little, a little, a little cut in that was, uh, was probably about ten yards deep, and it had this perfectly groomed cedar tree that I could just rest up against. And behind me, it's nothing but just old growth forest. So it was pretty dark in there, but I had this nice opening in front of me about five yards. And so I put my decoy. Uh, really kind of in the middle of that road. It's probably 15 yards away. And, and it was really windy, I mean, really windy and it was warm. So I'm like, you know, I, I, it's a low success chances during that, you know, especially when the gobblers are out, you know, when they're out hunting around, it's just, you know, they can't hear as well and they don't gobble a lot when, when it's, when it's that hot and that windy. So at least that's been my experience. So, you know, I, I ended up uh, putting my decoy out there, and again, it was positioned so that any birds coming from near the feeder or from the blind could see it, and they could see it very, very, very far in advance. So, you know, my goal was was to you know, look left and look right and be able to see these birds walking down the tree line, you know, to my call. And as they step into the opening, I just I just pop them, you know, and I thought this was a pretty much foolproof plan. So I get situated and. Um, um, I, I start my calling and, and typically when it's, when it's windy, you know, when it's windy and hot and, um, I'm in this particular area that, you know, that the sound doesn't echo all that well. I, I typically will put my box call to use and I'll really, yeah, so it's really loud. Uh, and of course if there's any bird near me, they're like, oh my Lord, that, that guy is, that guy is definitely, that's not a real turkey, but anything in the distance, it's, uh. <laughs> You know, it sounds enough to at least pique their interest. Well, I, I didn't do that, and I, I do my slate call. Now, my slate call, I take real long strides. So it's, ee, ee, ee. You know, again, it doesn't sound very good, but it, but it's nice and loud. And so anyways, I, I, I was doing that, you know, every 20 minutes or so for probably two and a half hours. And then I start jacking with my phone. I got my gun hanging out. My mat, my face mask is down everything and uh yeah sure enough i just kind of got that feeling i should look up and sure enough standing right there staring at me at about 15 yards is, is a monster tom who came in quiet he mm -hmm. absolutely came in quiet huge beard hooking spurs everything and of course i mean i, I just sat there and looked down because there's nothing i could do i mean i couldn't get my mask up <laughs> couldn't get my gun up nothing well so, did you course, say uh, he came in quiet right um, yep yep yeah i just you know, most of the biggest ones I've had have done that, you know, where you don't even see them. You'll, but you're like, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's something there <laughs> coming in. Oh, yeah. But you got to be patient. And then all of a sudden oh, yeah. you look, you see movement. And you're like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he was right in my lap. And so uh, I thought, OK, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to, you know, run. I'm going to try to grab my gun real quick. 
So I do that, and, and you know, smart bird, he doesn't run, he flies. I'm like, well, mother, you know. <laughs> anyway, so I put my phone down, put my face mask on, I get my gun ready, and uh, you know, I start calling some more. Now we're getting a little closer to the evening, and uh, and, and finally out there in the sunlight, because again, my back is towards the is towards the sun, okay, and I'm in the shade, but everything out there in front of me is 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 still in the sun. I see, uh, I see three red heads, you know, and I'm like, okay, great. These are gobblers and I get ready and, um, you know, it's, I get ready and God bless it from that first little Turkey screw up. My damn camera was pointing straight at the ground. <laughs> uh, and so, but I was able to get my hand up and at least turn it on the second I turn it on how they saw me. I, I do not know, but two of them turned around. Another one took two more steps. And I said to myself, my, you know, if, if, if he goes, if he goes two more steps to the left, I got him. If he goes two more steps to the right, I got him too. And, uh, well, he didn't go left, but he went right. And then he started going out. So I had to lean forward with my, with my turkey gun and boom. Mm. And I, uh, I put one into him, but I was darn proud to have him in really great beard. Probably a, uh, probably a two-year-old gobbler. Of course, you'll see the video, but. Uh, you know, I got a great view of my hands, which was nice and got a great picture of the grass too, but uh, I eventually find <laughs> out the camera's right and or wrong. And I, I straightened it out. So I didn't get the actual shot on film, but, uh, but, did you, so, but you, it was recording though. So you got, Oh like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, the sound you got, and everything. Yeah, you, oh yeah. You got the shot and everything. Is it in the video? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can okay, hear it. Good. Even yeah. though you can't. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you could totally hear it. So, so that, that, that was, was your... my first bird. Is it, what's uh, your, when did you find out the videos like that? When you when you saw it, or when you're adjusting and, and what? Oh yeah, when you, you, about midway through, I'm kind of talking about the scenario, and I, I put my hand put oh, okay. my hand on my camera, going. Mmm, I mean, you could just <laughs> hear what I was thinking. Right, uh, right. It, it was it was unbelievable, and so that that's one of the big problems right, is going back to things that you learn in the field, uh, and that is definitely something that that I have got to stop. You know, duck hunting, dove hunting. I use uh, my head mount for my GoPro, and it works lovely. For turkeys, I just can't. I can't use it. I just cannot use it. And so, uh, I've got a gun mount that I've never used. Well, that, I'm I'm gonna have to go to it now because I just can't lift my head, and it, it almost got me again. Uh, fast forward uh, the weekend after that, I, I decide I'm feeling pretty arrogant now. I mean, pretty brazen, and I said, you know, this one pasture that we've got. Um, it's one of the biggest pastures. It's your, what's one of your favorite pastures where you've killed a lot of birds. I've never killed a bird there. And so I go set up in an area where they've been again, it was, it was near a feeder, but it was near really the only decent drumming and strutting ground in the area. Uh, the, an area that we call Fuego. And uh, I was sat back, I was positioned near the feeder, but back in the thick stuff. And, and let me tell you, it was creepy and I don't really get the willies, you know? But I'm pretty sure that I had I had many a serpent near me. But uh, this time I, I decided to take uh, Abby's uh, that Stevens 410. And so you know, going back to the the whole story with the 410, you know, I had I had I had shot we had shot a bunch with some of those uh, just regular 410 rounds, you know, and then I finally was able to get the 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 tungsten rounds in. Well, I didn't have time to sight it in, so I just told Abby, you know, when in doubt, go for the neck. You'll you'll be in great shape. Well. It ends up that those tungsten rounds, I found out, uh, they, they, they do shoot a little bit different. I knew they would shoot a little bit different, but not as much. So 
I, I backed out to 30 yards before I took this gun out, backed out to 30 yards, aimed directly using the little red dot scope that came with the gun, aimed right at the turkey, and it was uh, it was really low and, and really right. So I'm like, okay, this, this is a problem. And it explains what happened to, to Abby and her gun. So I said, okay, well, I'm running out of shells. They're $21 for five shells. So... You know, how can I get around this? So I pulled the hammer back and I, I put the gun up in, in the shooting position. And I realized, hey, I can still use the iron sights on this thing. So that's what I said I was going to do when I got out there. I don't want to take a chance. I want to take this gun. So that's what I did. So I get into position. I'm calling. I'm calling. Uh, and, and this is this is actually the, the area where I called in a bird uh, at the beginning of the season, but just could not get him to commit. Well, this time um, it, it was it was just it was just fantastic. I actually had a couple of wood ducks land at the feeder, uh, and so they were sitting there milling around. And you, you know, you know how when you strike your slate call, and then it's just that those couple of seconds you're listening to see what happens. You know, oh yeah, and just that that huge thundering gobble it just man it gets you going. Well, these turkeys had gobbled so loud that it, it, it scared the wood ducks off. <laughs> and, and they were up there by the blind, and I could tell that these were two, these were two mature toms. So uh, I, I'm, in a, I'm in a really, really, really nice spot, although I got a little oak sapling in front of me. But I didn't think it would be that big of a deal. So um, I, I give them one more good call with the mouth call, and they both, I mean, they are hot, hot, hot. And they, they make their way down the hill. I mean, at, not at a run, but at a pretty brisk walk. And I literally had the opportunity to line these guys up, and they were at about 20 yards. And the back bird looked like he was more mature, looked like he was a better bird. So I, I, um, I, I can't, again, I have to hit my camera, but this time I got my camera on. So I got this shot on, on camera. Nice. Got my camera turned on. I was like, okay, that's the first thing. Well, I go to pull the hammer back. On the, on the 410, right? And I'm going to use that iron sight. And, well, there's a leaf in the way. So now I have to wait until the turkey moves so I can adjust the gun. I mean, all this at 20 <laughs> yards, you know, right. at, at some of the best eyes in the entire state. And finally, uh, that leaf kind of disappeared, and I squeezed off that trigger. And let me tell you, that 410 tungsten uh, nine shot put him down to Chinatown. It was unbelievable, at, you know, and, and, and you know, 410s have just kind of had the stigma of not being able to get the job done. Let me tell you guys, at 20 yards for your kids, uh, you, you got to get this stuff. It, it was amazing. Uh, you normally, they'll flop around like crazy, you know, and th this guy just laid there stone cold dead. So wow. that was bird number two. He was definitely older, actually had a, a like had a stunted spur on him, which was kind of neat. He had to. A pretty good hook that was starting to bend, which you know signifies kind of an older bird than than one that was cut a little bit short. So um, that was bird number two. And at that point, I said to myself, you know what? This has been such a great season. I'm going to hang it up. Hey, hold on one quick moment. Hey, folks, have you ever wished that there was an easier way to find the hunting feed, supplies, and services you need when and where you need them? If so, check out our hunter search at feedbandit.com where you can see what hunting suppliers are in your area or are on the way to your land. Don't waste any more precious time searching Google or calling around for feed, blinds, feeders, or even outfitters. Just use our targeted search for hunters, the Feed Bandit Hunter Search, over at FeedBandit.com. We'll find your feed. That same weekend, my brother-in-law, 
uh, they've been quarantining for God. I mean, since like early March. And so since we have been quarantined, we decided to quarantine together. Um, he <laughs> quarantined sat, together. That's <laughs> right. Quarant- yeah, quarantine <laughs> together. And, you know, just be safe. No open mouth kissing. You know, things of that nature. <laughs> what you typically do with your brother and sister. Uh-huh. Right. So he, he sat up. He sat, funny enough, Jimmy, he sat at the exact same place. Of course, not in the right spot where you <laughs> sat in where you called in your last bird. Okay. And I told him about your story. And of course, he sat across the road and potentially one of the worst <laughs> spots possible. But guess what? It worked. He started oh, wow. calling, and a big old gobbler came strolling down that road right behind that tank, right at him. But, mm. but unfortunately, he was in the wrong spot. So we decided to go to a, a different pasture. And where we were hunting this time was, uh, was kind of sort of between two feeders. It was near this big protein feeding pen that we've got set up. And then the corn feeder was probably 50 yards away. And wh- what happens is at this location, the birds typically work between the protein feeder and the corn feeder. So if you set up near one of those, you're probably going to be screwed. You know, Abby and I did that, and the birds were at the protein feeder. They were hinned up. We couldn't bring them any closer. So what my brother-in-law and I did is uh, we sat uh, in, in the – we have these old-growth cedar thicket, and we, and we basically cut a little slit through there, slit, and I sat uh, right behind him. And, you know, and he, he was out front. We had our decoy out in front of us. We unscrewed the butterfly pen or the – the butterfly nut, um, <laughs> the butterfly, butterfly nut, so that the wind would twirl it around. So it was great. I mean, th- th- this turkey, it was pretty windy. This turkey looked like he was on speed. You should have seen. <laughs> and so we, we had him out there. And again, you know, the, the goal is to have the turkey looking into the sun, right, for you to be comfortable and in the shade. And then to put that decoy where birds coming from all around are going to see it. Okay. And and decoys don't always do the job, but, but later in the turkey season, when the hens are on the nest, they're not any, they're not interested in breeding. uh, A good decoy placement is absolutely everything. And it'll get the attention of these Toms uh, and, and Jake's. So we settle in and I start calling. And again, it's pretty windy. Uh, And then, so over to our right is the corn feeder. Um, and, and we, we get a hen to respond back. I'm thinking, God, please don't. No, you know, that's, that's not good. And this hen walks over and we've got video of her. Um, she's there right there at the decoys and just it, everything. I was trying to wave my arms at her, you know, tell her to get away. Cause you know, we know <laughs> what happens. That hen gets out there and if there's gobblers within sight, guess who's, guess who they're going to go to. Right. Or she, she never left. She never left despite we were throwing sticks at her everything i've never seen anything like it so she she never left and right as you know we were kind of gave up you know i finally get my first gobble and it's coming from behind me so i'm like well that's perfect you know even if this hen does stay around he's probably going to walk between the protein feeder pen and us there's a tree there he comes around that corner he's dead uh he's getting progressively closer 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 and then all of a sudden, Rich goes, what's that? And right at the far corner of the pen, we see four blood red heads. They turn the corner and they start running to our decoys. And when I say <laughs> running, I mean running. And I got a pretty good video of it. Uh, they run right into the decoys. And one of them was a, was a, younger, uh, was a younger gobbler, wasn't a Jake. And then the other, the other two were Jakes. There was three of them. 
And so, you know, I'm telling my brother-in-law, shoot, you got to shoot now, you know, because it's just a matter of time before they find out that that hen decoy is not real. And so he shoots and he's probably at 15. No, he's probably at 10 yards. Wow. He shoots, but, but he hits the thing, you know, kind of in the, in the body. And I'm like, Oh my God. And of course, then, then as he does that, I put the kill, of course, Turkey's blown back. He's shooting a right. three and a half Turkey lobe. Turkey's blown back, but then he starts walking off. So I said, shoot him again. Shoot him. So he shoots again. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, and I didn't get the second shot on, on camera. Cause I was just mesmerized. I'm like, how is this happening? So, so finally he barely limps off and he's kind of, he's kind of laying down and you know, the, this buddies kind of beat him up for a second as they typically do. Well, you know, Rich and I go over there and it's all on video, but we determine he's alive. Rich finishes him off and it's a done Jeez. deal. Yeah. So what was he, shooting? Uh, yeah, he was shooting, he's shooting that Benelli super Eagle with the Carlson stroke Turkey, Turkey, uh, choke. So he wow. tells me, so I asked him, I said, have you ever patterned this thing? And he says he hadn't. He said, well, you know, the last time I shot a turkey, something very similar happened, but, uh, but I ended up killing him. Uh, it's just, it, it's almost like it's not aiming. And I said, well, Rich, you got to be jerking the trigger. I don't know yeah. what's going on. So we, uh, we get one of those turkey chokes that we were talking about one of our last, or excuse me, turkey targets. We were talking about in the last podcast and we set that thing up and I fire at it. We're, we're sitting at uh, 20 yards. I shoot at it and the shot is completely and totally to the right of the head. Oh. And it's a and it's a great pattern. I mean, it destroyed the paper. So you know the choke's doing the right thing. You know that the uh, the the bullets are no. Excuse me. It, it was it was no. I'm sorry. It was completely to the left of the head. It was unbelievable. I'm like, what is going on? So oh. I chamber another one. This time I aim just to the right of the head and I fire, and it hits it right in the head. Completely destroys it. So I am thinking to myself, you know, the, oh, yeah, the, the target's not moving. So you're yeah, not going to delete I mean, it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I said to myself, this is so bizarre. I have no, no idea. No lead. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I ended up, um, my dad ended up calling one of our, 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 our dear friends who's a, a gun expert. And, and with, without a hesitation in his voice, he said, that in between the stock and the butt plate of all shot, I think all shotguns for sure, but I think rifles as well, there's a thing called a shim in there. All right. And of course, we all know what shims are for, for other applications, but there's also one for these. Well, they make them for a right hand shooter, they make them for a left hand shooter. And, and so he asked me, okay, you know, your brother in law's gun is the ejection port to the left or the right? I said, well, it's to the right. And he said, okay, well, what's probably happened is, is that when they, they put the shim in there, they put it in backwards. And oh, it's probably a left-handed shim in there, and that's why it's doing that. No so we have, we have yet to hear the results. I don't, I don't know if my brother-in-law has done it yet. But this, this guy who was a gun professional, he basically, he was assured, he was dead on positive that that's what would happen. That's what happened. Wow, that's very and, interesting. Yeah, no, it, it's fascinating. It's something you don't ever think about. I mean, well, I wonder why. I wonder if that's why I'm such a bad shot at dove. <laughs> you know, I, who knows? I know. I need to look at that. <clears throat> you know, it, it's just it's just crazy. So, anyways, he's going to try sure it out. That's not the case with my with my turkey shotgun, but uh, right. I don't right. know. It's not, it's not happened to me, and I I don't yeah. know how many people it's happened to. Yeah, how weird. 
Yeah, if that's very... happened to anyone listening, let us know. I'd be curious to yeah. know if it's a. Uh, I don't know. It's probably not common, but if it's something that no. other people had happened, you know. Right. 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 So um, I. So I'm going to blame my dove hunting uh, on on that now, though. On, on 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 the shims. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's yeah. the same with that as well. So. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no doubt. So that's it, my friend. But it was a hell of a turkey season, and uh, of course, I just missed the hell out of all the guys. And you know, I mean, don't get me wrong; I had a great time with my kids and, and my wife, and you know, my mom and dad came, and that was great. And but, phew, man, I, t- I tell you what, hunting is is awesome, and it's so much fun, and it's obviously it's a wonderful family. But you know, your friends are really that final ingredient that makes it just spectacular. There's no doubt, and I just I can't tell you how many times I said that when I was out there. I was like, God, I wish the guys were here. God, I hate Dallas. It's kind of my usual. (laughs) Got to get that out, you know, every once in a while. Right. (laughs) Right. No, I I, I'm with you on that one. Um, Yeah, I I probably I definitely haven't hunted, you know, without friends as much as you have. But the times that I have, it just it does. It it, it's great, but it always makes it better. When yep. you know, you, you know, yep. even if you're not with them, you know, you know, they're somewhere right. else hunting. Exactly. It's, like, it's like it's like you're you're doubling the opportunity yep. for excitement, and you know, and then yeah, you know, absolutely. you're yeah. excited to get back and hang yeah. out and whatnot, and yeah, yep. yeah. I, I was playing the playing those turkeys. I was like, hey, did I? T- oh God, there's nobody here. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, hey, can you get me another beer? Oh, dang mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, but we well, uh, we'll get over this and we'll we'll get back to it. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Well, I guess this will probably then be, I guess, our last spring turkey kind of podcasts for this year. I would imagine. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. But you know, of course, we still got a lot more to talk about going forward. Uh, oh, yeah. Next week, uh, we will have uh, we have a a returning guest on the podcast. Uh, ah. Uh, Talked to talked to uh, last year, um, and we're excited to catch up with him and about his business. Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking to Adam Whitehead of Sportsman's Box. Um, they're doing a lot of cool things over there. So uh, everyone listening, be sure to be sure to uh, check out next week as well uh, the podcast, and uh, it'll be fun to uh, you know to talk to him. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. So uh, cool. Um, you got anything else then on this one? You know, that's about it, Amigo. Support your local feed store, folks. Well, now hopefully, is the time. Yes, totally, absolutely. And I was just going to say, hopefully, next year, I'll be able to add a little more to the hunting story conversations. So. <laughs> absolutely, and <laughs> I'll go back goal. to my usual. Yeah, I shot one out of the blind. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to get camoed up. I shot him in my my cutoff shorts and my cutoff shorts. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, very good. Uh, so with that, everyone out there listening, thanks again for uh, tuning in. Um, anyone who was able to go turkey hunting this year, I mean, we'd love to hear your story. Uh, send it in no matter, you know, if you, you know, how run of the mill or or crazy it was, we'd love to hear it. Uh, shoot us an email, uh, howdy at feedbandit.com and uh, let us know. And if you want, send us a picture. We'd love to see, love to yep. see the harvest. But uh, yeah, with that, 
thanks for everyone for listening and we'll catch you on the next one thanks for listening to the feed bandit podcast if you like what we discuss on the show, be sure to sign up to our email list to get even more killer hunting ideas, tips, tricks, and exclusive deals on innovative hunting gear and services delivered straight to your inbox. Sign up over at FeedBandit.com or simply by texting the word BANDIT to 33777. See you on the next one. And remember, support your local feed store.